0: Good evening, you're listening to K-Tahoe. Time for the Bright Side with Alexis
1: Robin. Good evening, Good evening. and ha- happy Monday to the world out there. It's a much drier Monday. Much drier Monday. Yes, we had a lot of rain and snow this weekend and uh, yesterday it was kind of fun to see those big giant flaky flakes coming down. Well, it was funny.
0: We were driving home from church and it was pouring rain I made the comment to Jillian wow, think about the amount of snow we'd have if all this rain was snow. And we had to run a few errands, and we ran into, even though it was pouring rain, ran into the store, and we weren't in there long. We just had to get a
1: few things, and as we were checking out, we look, and here, I mean, everything was covered in snow. Yeah, that's so funny. We had the exact same experience. We left church. We're driving down the street, and Celeste Mm -hmm. says, gosh, I wish this would turn into snow, and we always joke with her because she has this outrageous power of attraction. (laughs) She just she says it and it happens. Last week she was missing. Can I give a, her a list of things to yeah. say? <laughs> Arna's like, How much are we winning in the lottery, honey?
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: but she said, I wish this would turn into snow and literally we went into Safeway and not a half an hour later we came out and it was just like white everywhere. It was very cool. So so anyhow, exciting weekend. Good for good for Tahoe that we got some snow. Um, and so we're into December now. It's our first week of December, and we the holidays are upon us. And that's right. Last week we spoke about uh, maintaining well being during the holidays, and you can actually pick up that show. Have I printed out.
0: It? I printed out your worksheets and your bingo stuff. My dad got kind of a laugh out of the bingo stuff. Excellent. But um, yeah, it really is. It was interesting to put down what and be able to really define what is important and then to start speaking about it because i think when you speak about something it makes it
1: more a little real. more
0: real yeah. and able to happen and it was you know i'm just really okay what are the things that are important to me and why mm-hmm. and it was really funny because i always like i've always sent out christmas cards and do the pictures and the letter like i don't i mean i don't i, don't, I kind of like getting the little newsletters from people uh-huh, i read them yeah. i'm never like yeah i never have thought nick i know a lot of people are like think it's stupid and don't well, I think like if you them, put,
1: I think if you're but, conscientious about not making it four pages long, and you're able to yeah. bullet point some stuff, so yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a know, newspaper digestible. that we send
0: out, but I'm, um, you know, I know people kind of laugh, but I, I've always enjoyed reading them, and I have done them in the past, and like them, and it's important to me. And it was our pastor said, you know, kind of as we were looking through all the holiday stuff and the things we do at Christmas, and what, you know, his point was that we kind of get off the meaning of Christmas sometimes. Uh-huh. And you know why we do certain things, and he's like, you know, who says you have to, you know, have marathon baking sessions and then eat everything? Who says we have to do this whole newsletter? You know, kind of give yourself permission to l- let yourself enjoy the season and not be held hostage by these things that, for whatever reason, that we've said we had to do. Yeah. However, I still like sending the cards and the, the letter. Yeah, so, I'm so still I mean, but do that's
1: it. but so, and that's the difference that you make. A good point is that it's the difference between. Um, doing that like choosing to do something because you want to and you get enjoyment out of it versus doing something because you feel like you have to yeah. or that society thinks that you should or that's exactly. you know, what makes a good christmas or or hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. And so um so I think that that's a really good point. Um so if if you want what Jen's talking about there on my website at nourishlifecoaching.com there's actually a set of um, worksheets and tools that you can download for free called uh, Navigating the Holidays with Humor and Grace. And there's a, a recording of The Bright Side for that particular show on there as well. So you can download the worksheets and then you can also um, listen to the show to kind of get some frame of reference on there but pretty much i'd say it was pretty self-explanatory to do I, the worksheet i
0: think so. i thought it was i thought it was really good and kind of looking what can you change what can't you change and yeah. you know why you know really gave some thought as to what are the you know what are the top things that are important and we had talked your little perma thing we were yeah, doing and i thought lens. about you know what is important to me what do i find the most enjoyment and happiness and fulfillment from You know outside for for me it's actually the true you know i have the spiritual side The true meaning of christmas is really important to me but um you know besides that how how do i
1: manifest it yes yeah make it
0: tangible make it what makes it you know and so yeah i was able to really
1: hone in put that
0: that that. together and i've communicated that to a lot of friends that this is really what i want to do this season and, and hope you'll be part of it
1: that's great, so, and that's and you know that's all about kind of the big picture with this show and what I do for work with life coaching and business coaching is this raising of self awareness and um, what Jen's talking about is just getting really clear about what she wants and then committing to that and talking about it to the people in her lives that it affects and so. Um, the more that we can take time, even if it's just a few minutes, to look in and and think, what is important to me? What do I need? The um, the better off we are uh, in terms of being satisfied with our outcomes and getting the right outcome. Mm-hmm. So, um, so very important. So good. I'm glad you brought that up. And. Um, and again, now, uh, now exciting news. You can listen to the Bright Side past episodes on Buzzsprout or on iTunes. You can pick up the Bright Side show. It's now on iTunes. You've gone so you, big time. I've gone big time. <laughs> and it's free. So you can download the podcast and Favorite have them, a, a little life coach in your ear anytime you, uh, you feel like it. So, um, awesome. So today we're talking about compassion. And it was interesting. I put a little thing out on Facebook yesterday and I just said, you know, what is finish the sentence compassion is, and I got a lot of different answers. I had some people say, um, compassion is patience and grace. Compassion is being able to, um, put aside your own discomfort and, um, recognize the discomfort of someone else. Um, someone said what makes a person feel loved and validated. Someone else said necessary. So it's just really interesting, um, to kind of look at what other people, um, thought about compassion and, and really when we're, we're talking about this season, you know, things get, you know, a little crazy, and it's really easy to lose compassion. It's very easy to, when we get stressed, to go into that place of total self-indulgence. And, and not even indulgence is the wrong word, but, you know, self-focus, coming from a place of it's all about me and what I need to get done and what needs to happen for this and, you know, what's on my to-do list. And we, sometimes we forget about what's happening for others. Um, And certainly there's a piece of the holidays where it's very easy to show compassion because there are a lot of opportunities to give back Mm -hmm. and to volunteer and to donate presents to families who can't afford it and that Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Um, But yeah, so it's compassion is a very important part of not only the holiday seasons, but all year round. And I think that as, um, you know, first you start compassion with yourself. And you, um, you're able to notice what you need and, and really feel compassion for, you know, for what, what you're going through in your life. But once you've done that and you've kind of realized what you need and you're taking care of that Uh as you're out and you're wandering through the world, um, compassion really happens with others. And it's the, you know, we were looking at Jen and I were looking up the, um, the definition of compassion online this morning and. One of the things that came up was kind of this feeling um, feeling bad for somebody, feeling empathetic or feeling sorrow for someone else who's in a bad situation, but also um, having the desire to want to help that person. Right? So having seeing that somebody's having a hard time and having the desire to help that person. Um, and that can show up in a lot of different ways. Uh, my husband was telling me he was in San Francisco recently for a ski show and they were walking home from a dinner club or something and people were handing out waters. I don't know what the thing was, but they were promoting something and they were handing out waters as they were walking down the street. And he said, um, you know, he was walking down the street and he hadn't opened his yet. And there's just, or maybe it was in LA, but there's so many homeless people out Mm -hmm. and he saw someone and he thought to himself, you know, this guy probably could really use a fresh bottle of water more than I can. Mm -hmm. He probably needs it more than I do. And so, um, he stopped and, you know, gave the water to the guy and, and that was it. I mean, it was very, you know, not a big deal. And he walked on, but then what happened was really interesting. All the other people that were walking with him did the same thing. (laughs) And so, um, so it's interesting and not to say they wouldn't have done it had he not done it, but it's interesting to see that if you show a little bit of compassion, how that spreads Mm -hmm. and how important that is, um, for somebody. And, and again, it's, you know, it's easy to show compassion for people who have fallen on hard times you know, a homeless person, a family who doesn't have enough to feed their family, uh, a, um, you know, somebody who's fallen ill, who's always done everything right, eating well, exercise, you know, taking all the vitamins, done, done all the checkups, and they get sick anyway. And so um, it's, it's easier to show compassion for them. But there's this other faction, I think, that's a little harder to show compassion for. And that would be the people who you run across who, you know, are kind of grumpy during the holidays. And that happens, you know, for a lot of different reasons. But sometimes you'll run into people like a grumpy lifty, for example, or somebody who's, you know, tired and kind of disinterested in the chit-chat you're trying to have with them. Or or maybe a a very stressed-out waitress um, or a new cashier. You know, holiday season, a lot of new cashiers, a lot mm-hmm. of people taking part-time jobs right now to uh, help with the extra work. And sometimes it takes longer because they well, don't know how to use the learning machine. Curve, yep. so, um, so it's ha- a little bit harder to be compassionate with those people. And I think that that's really, though, where we need it the most. You know, yes. I'm going to take it a step further, though. Okay. Having compassion for those people who have wronged you. Oh yes, that's yeah. that's like okay. So now we're back to the green, blue, black diamond of gratitude that we talked about a few now weeks we're ago, on <laughs> right? Yeah. Like so now the the green of compassion is feeling you know compassion for people who um, who really have fallen on hard times, at, not at any fault of their own, um, and and. That's Kind of easy yeah. route. And then there's the intermediate, which is having compassion for people who aren't very nice during the holiday seasons. And, um, but it's not a personal but thing. But it's not a personal thing. And that's, you know, I think that's really what gets people is that p- we walk around the world thinking that like, I, and I'm, you know, I'm going to come out with it and say it. We walk around thinking the world revolves around us. And no, yeah. if you say you don't, well, good for you, but I bet you do. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> so. There are moments. And so, um, so what happens is somebody's rude to us or somebody's kind of snarky to us and we immediately turn it into something about us. Oh, well, I just can't believe that that person would, you know, didn't respect me and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, maybe that person was up all night with a baby that was sick with the fever yeah, and can't afford to take the day off and is worried. Or maybe that person is trying to figure out how they're going to pay rent for December. Or maybe that person has the flu and has to be at work anyways, which would be a huge bummer. But it's possible. It mm-hmm. happens. So, um, so I mean, we don't know what's going on in other people's lives, and when where you go wrong is when you start making it about you, and mm-hmm. you start getting all egocentric about it. Oh, you know, I should have been respected. I should have been, you know, treated more um, appropriately. I should be um, spoken to kindly. That would be nice, but you know, you just don't understand what's going on in other people's lives. And so if you can take a minute to just think, I wonder what's happening in their lives that's made them so grumpy today. And they must really need a break or somebody who cuts in front of you online or somebody who, um, who cuts in front of you in on the road. You know, we often think, oh, that's so rude. They're so, you know, selfish that they want to go first, but it's like, maybe they really, really needed to. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was, something they did. And so so then what Jen's taking it to here is like the, the triple black diamond level, which is where you feel compassion for people who've wronged you. And um, over time, as you practice this, that actually becomes a little easier. It does. Uh, it actually almost it becomes very easy because when people start to act crazy and do things that are really mean and nasty, it's almost never about you. And it's almost always about their own fear and insecurities. Mm-hmm. And you see this a lot with high school, high school kids where um, the bullies, the people who are mean, the mean girls, um, it's rarely ever about how they truly feel about the person that they're bullying. And it's almost always about their fear of not being big enough, not important enough, not respected that manifests that kind of behavior. Very true. and when you can get around that, when you can when you can see that for what it is and you know step out of your own self and your own center like, "Wow, this is so mean, this person's so mean, Why are they doing this to me?" And you can say, "Wow, what would what would be so tough in someone's life? What would they be so afraid about that they felt that they had to go out of their way to do something mean? for their own self-preservation. Like what could possibly be going on there? And wow, aren't I lucky that I don't have that going on. Yeah. Um, what are your tips for (laughs) like, how do you manage that?
0: You know, it's a work in progress because I have certainly had some people be very, very mean to me and to my kids. And, um, we, so it's something we work through a lot because my youngest is 11 Mm -hmm. and it's a little harder sometimes when she hears and sees things and people say and do things to her for her to get past it. And, um, and it is it's been it's very difficult because I think our natural instinct is always to strike back right um but really curtailing that and understanding like you said where these people are coming from and uh, you know sometimes you you know you get angry and you say hey walk a mile in my shoes before you start passing judgment but when I think that I have to flip it too right and think okay before I start slamming them um, even though what they've done is totally wrong right. and, and bad and not nice, and like you said, bullying and um, right. just ugly. Yeah. You know, it's like you said, obviously, they're coming from a place of either something, you know, what's going on in their life, in some cases, mental illness. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things, you know, if, if you're at an extreme yeah. of, of behavior. And and really flipping that walk a mile in my shoes around right. before you know and I, I don't I, I know I'm not a strike backer because I don't think it's effective but right. um, it's you know teaching our kids that too because they do you know we grow up in a society that teaches us to defend yourself and right. and if someone also very much is it's, it's interesting because we do have these organizations that are so much compassion and helping each other and the kumbaya and all yeah. that, you know that kind of stuff. But at the same time, our society has really um, built us toward. Well, you know, if you can't take care of yourself, then there is something wrong with you, right? Well, and we're not. I think it's. I think it's. It is. I, if you look through media and advertising mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of a, an unset type of thing, is it really does position us to to think if we don't really think through it ourselves to put ourselves as well. I am
1: better than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think um, you know giving giving yourself that space to um, to reflect on what it would be like to be in their shoes. I mean, that's not always going to happen right away. Yeah. If somebody does something yeah, or is nasty, like, chances are yeah. your first response is going to be to go to the car and say, like, what a... Jerk that person was like I cannot believe that happened, but you know. But then give yourself some time and reflect on it later, and you know, don't beat yourself up if your immediate emotional reaction was anger. I mean, that's pretty normal. You have
0: to you have to really consciously take yourself to a place to do that. I had an incident Friday night where somebody shared something that someone had done to me. I had not Mm -hmm. known they had done this, but had shared to me what had happened and what was going on. And you know, my original, you know, my initial thing was to my thought process that was, you know, shoot back and, and, you know, try to tear this person down. And, you know, but I've become very conscientious and I just kind of shake my head and, you know, really didn't say much at all because a, it doesn't help. And B it's, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with this person. Obviously there's something and it really, even though I'm getting the brunt of it, yeah, doesn't have anything. It can't possibly have anything to do with me because it's yeah. a person I do not have any contact with. I do not have, you know. Yeah, so it's, it's not me,
1: right? It's yeah, and it's almost always what's going on in, in the other people's lives, and so you just want to be aware of that as you're going through, and you know, as you're trying to exercise compassion. One of the easiest ways to do that, if you know, if you're like, I have no idea. I don't really want to say to this person, "Oh, you know, you must be having a bad day." You know, it's it's not pitying them. It's not you know patronizing them either. But it's, you know, a lot of times what you can do is just silently sh- show unconditional love for the person. And, um, and that, you know, may sound very hard at first. It's an exercise that uh, my friend showed me. Uh, she learned at a conference where basically as coaches, you non-verbally communicate with someone. They have their issue. And they think about it, and you look at them, and at first you think, I can help you. Well, first you pity them, like, oh, poor thing, poor thing. Then you non-verbally um, think, I can help you, and you, you watch them with this kind of energy of like, oh, I can help fix you. And then the last piece is that you just, um, you focus on unconditionally loving them. And um, even if they're a total stranger, you know, being able to look at them and say, you know, oh, you know, I could see that that's what you need. Something really magical happens. The people, who, the person who's being coached, even though nothing has been said, spoken back and forth between the two people, um, something happens in the end when the coach is showing unconditional love, where they are able to solve their own problem. Or come up with their own solution or find their own peace without a word ever being spoken Mm -hmm. and so it's a really powerful tool and it's often what I'll use like if I'm standing in line at a store and somebody's really nasty and I'm starting to think like wow buddy like back it up (laughs) I don't I you're really starting to pluck on my nerve and then I'll think oh okay try that and and I'll do that and oftentimes I can I can actually see them physically kind of calm down so um, so you could try that that's kind of a an advanced technique but if you're feeling like you really want to work on this this season, um, it'll help you to get into a place of deeper understanding and sympathy and empathy for people um, that's more productive than just feeling sorry for them or thinking that you're better than them or, um, or being angry. Because once you're angry, then you've allowed their business to turn into your business and ruin your day. Um, And that's... We don't want to ruin any days. Life's too short to ruin any days.
0: That's what I tell my kids all the time when they get angry about people or things. It's like, what is this solving?
1: Right. What is this solving? I
0: appreciate you having a feeling and an emotion and that's... I mean, that's valid and it's real. But to hang on to that or to act on it, what does that accomplish?
1: Yeah. And we often um, will say... Uh, that, you know, who's the worst offender, the person who offended you once or you, because you've now retold that offense 50 times to everyone who will listen, Yeah, you know, that person offended you once you've now reoffended yourself 50 times by talking about it all day long. So, um, so compassion this season, you know, make an effort today that as you run across somebody who maybe is having a rough day, that instead of judging them or thinking ill thoughts is to just try to show a little compassion. For them, and try to um, to take a minute to release judgment and walk a mile in their shoes. Just you know, virtually, you don't have to really go walk a mile in their shoes, but really try to understand like where they might be coming from um, at this stage. And I think that it will—you'll find that you you have a lot more peace in your life than when you go the opposite route. So there you go. I think that's good advice. <laughs> so compassion for the season. Um, We hope you have a wonderful week. We're looking forward to a great holiday up here in Tahoe. Beautiful. we'll see you next Monday, same time, same place. Sounds good. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Jen. You're listening to K-Tahoe as Alexis Robin
0: with The Bright Side.